Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 8, Episode 13, called Do Not Send Us Ashtray. Yeah. It's like when your kid is in the second grade and they're all making ashtrays. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what this looks like. I don't want it, but yeah. you're my kid, so I can't say no. That's what we got sent. <laughs> uh, do Not Send Us a Stray. I, I honestly couldn't tell you the meaning of this episode title. Is there something I missed? Well, the doctor was trying to explain it to Rick, and Rick says, not now. So we, mm-hmm. we are going to get a compelling explanation for the title, but uh-huh. uh, Rick says, not now. Which I think is the I think that's the explanation of the of the, the, the title. We were going to get a satisfying conclusion to a right. plot point, but Rick said, not now. Right, right. It's too early. Right. Uh, uh, what do you think of this episode? I, you know what? I think it's another kind of historically bad episode of The Walking God. Dead, and I think that's two for this season. They just really can't sweat any details on this show, can no, they? No, they really. I mean, it's. I, I mean, I it's it's, it's, it's I, I'm embarrassed for like Andrew Lincoln and et al. because yeah, they just really can't be asked to set up any kind of believable circumstance for any kind of dramatic tension at all. Nope, they can't bother. Getting us invested in this, the characters that we'd give a shit about dying. So it's just red shirt after red shirt after red shirt. Uh, yeah, it, no, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah, even when they do their supposed character development, they choose a red shirt. Like, right. I the, mean, the I, woman who gives Sadiq shit this episode yeah. is, as far as I can tell, a, a woman we've never seen on screen before. No. Uh, she can't have any training because we know that there are no right. doctors on the premises. Or even like if she was an EMT or a paramedic, they yeah. would have said, "Oh, we got it." You know, it's like no, they're, they're, this is a person who all bark, no bite. At best, was in like maybe nursing school, like a year in yeah. or something. Yeah, when this the hit, shit hit the fan. Yeah, uh, and she, I don't know. And they're trying to do this character development moment with Sadiq, and it's just not working because. No. We don't know who this lady is. We don't know her backstory. Why is she giving him shit? Those are the questions we're asking instead of no. what does this mean to this character? And, and like Henry, the the set piece of Henry going to interrogate the prisoners oh is a God. Fabergé egg of just literally the first thought, the first words that came out of a writer's mouth were like, let's go with it. Uh-huh. A kid will go down there and he'll accost a whole bunch of grown ass men with a gun. And, and, and even though this is a, a chicken wire fence full of prisoners, we'll fucking <laughs> sweat a guard on it. And that'll just happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But that's not dramatic enough. He needs to enter the cage with them. So will he have, have a fucking. How the hell would this eight year old get a key to the goddamn prison facility yeah. like it's just it just it just it Fabergé egg was wrong it's 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 those little russian nesting dolls yes. see yeah. see if 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 we were making a podcast that was the walking dead we would we have would gone lit- the, the, the art department like well yeah. fuck he said Fabergé egg it's not clearly <laughs> let's make a Fabergé egg because fuck him so yeah yeah uh i i agree it was not a good episode of the walking dead <laughs> no no we were led astray we were we, and we're continuing led astray Hey, everybody, want to uh, touch base on some things going on at baldmove.com this week. Uh, Jim and I are continuing to experiment with twitch.tv at uh, twitch.tv slash baldmove. If you're not familiar with that, it's where you watch people play video games. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, it sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But uh, people enjoy it. And uh, we're trying it out. Last week, we did a lot of Seas of Thieving. Yep. Uh, this week we're playing uh, this game Into the Breach, follow up to FTL, uh, and also we're going to try to play a way out if we can get our our computers uh, coordinated enough to do it. I think I've got a way to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll see. We we put cameras all around the Ball Move Studio and we actually try to escape it. 
Yes. We we turned this into one of those escape rooms and we filmed that and mm-hmm. we 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 wear like a Nick Cage wig and like a fake beard uh, and then then we'll be good to go. But yeah, check that out on twitch.tv slash bald move. Our schedule right now is we stream on four PM uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, Eastern Standard Time, and also just a lot of other weird times. So that's our core our core times if you want to tune in and, and check it out. Also we're returning to Con of Thrones this year. Con of Thrones is moving from Nashville to Dallas, Texas. Uh, May 25th to 27th uh, this year, uh, they still have tickets available. Uh, there's tons of guests uh, that they're announcing daily. Uh, stars of the Game of Thrones, stars of the Game of Thrones universe, uh, podcasters, and other content creators are going to be there. It's going to be a good time. Connathrones.net, check it out. We also dropped a review of It Follows this Monday, uh, Thursday night. We're going to be seeing Ready Player One, uh, a, a preview of that. So we'll have a full review for people up uh, by Friday morning, actually by Thursday night. Lots of stuff happening at baldmove.com. And also, we're getting real close to The Expanse. We're going to do a full podcast on that mm-hmm. this year. Uh, and also, we're less than a month away from Westworld returning. Yeah. Which we're really excited about. I'm excited about both of those shows. Yeah, two no, of my favorites. I, I mean, Golden Age of Science Fiction. Yep, it's 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 about time. It's mm-hmm. about time. I've been waiting for for years. So check it out at baldmove.com. Uh, shall we break it down? Sure, let's do that. Uh, we start in a cold open of Morgan being haunted by the ghost of an unfortunate Toys R Us manager. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, honestly, the zombie apocalypse—the best thing to happen for these dudes because they didn't get to have the indignity of being fired from their assistant. <laughs> Toys R Us job as Toys R Us goes goes bankrupt. Yeah, and, and not, jo- not even very good deals, I have to say. And, and Joffrey the giraffe comes lurching back to life as a zombie. Uh, yeah, this is Gavin. Of course, we're talking to yeah. who keeps saying the guy who can who can fix a mean slushy machine. Yeah, uh, when it goes on the fritz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the he's the annoyed guy at the showbiz pizza that's trying to fix the ticket dispenser. <laughs> uh huh. While you the know? kids are throwing pizza at his head. Right. Right. Uh, he keeps informing him throughout the episode, you are supposed to, and you know what's happening. And who the hell knows what they're talking about. Some kind of morgalizing bullshit. Morgan's threatening to lose his mind throughout this episode. You know I, what it is. I know what it is. You know what it is. The writers of The Walking Dead don't. I do. I know what it is. It's it's more backsliding on the plot's <laughs> yeah. uh, hand. Because, like, how many times are we going to see Morgan go crazy and then not crazy? I don't know. Well, I mean, stay tuned for Fear the Walking Dead because oh, uh, you're in for a lot more morgalizing, probably. Uh, so there's a montage of honking because they don't actually explain this to us. We eventually appreciate that Simon finally, after all the detours, showing up to the hilltop, looking for blood. It's broad daylight. Honk, honk, honk. They're just, 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 a, just a, the honking relay comes uh, and then... You know, Aragorn rides into the gates of Hilltop and says, Alexandria calls for aid. And Maggie says, Hilltop answers. And then the Lord of the Rings music starts up and it's awesome. No, it's just like the opposite of that. They just hmm. they just have a, the honking, a honking relay that tells the Hilltop the, to get ready for the plan that they're about to spring into motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezekiel forbids young Henry from possessing a firearm. Um, boy, that's really ripped from the headlines. <laughs> And then Sadiq makes, gets made fun of by my notes say, what is she? Is she, like, a nursing school dropout? Is she the orderly of a nursing home? Like, yeah. is she emergency medical hologram Mark II? What the fuck? But she is giving an actual a- a- attending ER resident mm-hmm. who is not... A, he's performed he's three surgeries. He's, he's th- yeah, he's through all of his med school. 
he hasn't quite, he has he has to go through his residency before he become a doctor but he's for all intents and purposes a, a newly minted doctor mm-hmm. and she's saying have you ever amputated a limb well actually i have well have you ever done it shooting have you ever amputated while you're shooting and you're holding down a screaming man <laughs> huh huh because i bet you have to do that this fucking episode and i'll be dead by the time you do it so all this bullshit is a bunch of bullshit yeah. Anyway, he shuts her down by saying, stop asking what I've done and tell me what to do. And she decides she likes him. Yeah, it, this this scene would have been a thousand times better with any character we knew. Right. Like, quest- sure, question what he knows, but right. do it from a place of worry rather than obscene authority i don't i don't even That's know so what weird. she has here because it's like it's like greg nicotero saw the the uh the untouchables he's like oh i really like that scene where sean connery goes to the fucking police academy and rips into andy garcia and then when andy garcia shoves the gun in his face oh i like this kid the problem is it's the inverse of this we mm. knew sean connery we knew what he's we didn't know anything about Andy Garcia and we were testing his metal. We we don't know shit about Sadiq, but we know infinity times more about Sadiq than we do about this <laughs> fucking woman, the poor man's version of Margot Martindale screaming at him, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work. It just feels forced and dumb and like a pastiche and it is. So yeah. uh so we understand uh what these people are worked up about is the arrival of Simon and he pulls up to the gates and of course it's fucking pitch black dark mm-hmm. it's 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 well into the evening and they just established that all this they, stuff they, is happening <laughs> in broad daylight I have to assume that there's like 200 miles between the hilltop and the sanctuary but Maggie hiked there with the torn uterus I know she's in fast in the space of a scene She's fast, but I have to assume that because otherwise the day-night cycles don't make sense. Uh, yeah. The immutable laws of nature don't make any sense. No, no, they really don't. Uh, so Simon's group hit some primitive stop strips, uh, foiling his plan to crash the gates. Maggie radios them and have a long, boring conversation about things we already know. Uh, she says, you need to take off right now. We're going to execute all 38 of your prisoners that we have. And he says, oh, you don't give a fuck because those are saviors that got themselves caught, and I prefer my savior war heroes to be not captured uh and then he was elected president of the united states nope that doesn't happen uh he tells the survivors he barks orders at him says we're not just going to infect we're here to eliminate dwight asks him if he's sure he wants to openly defy negan like that and simon's like yolo uh why do you think dwight doesn't escape the saviors here like I thought last week was like on a silver platter opportunity to get the fuck away from Simon and back to people he actually cares about um, mm-hmm. or thinks are sane. They're actually within the gates of Hilltop. He could he just could stay there, murder Simon, and then yeah. you know run up to Tara and be like, "Yo, we're cool, we're buds, right?" And I, I don't know. He could. He could do any of that, but the the writing requires him not to. <laughs> I almost think it would be cool if they established that now that he's back inside, it's like he's running a triple agent thing. So it's like, because, I mean, honestly, he can do more damage on the inside than the outside anyway. On the outside, he's just a torpy dude mm-hmm. with an off-brand Daryl haircut and an off-brand Daryl bow and trying to do off-brand Daryl bow, uh, you know, Daryl things. Mm-hmm. On the inside, he's, he's like, he's D. He's one of Negan's mm-hmm. many right-hand hand men. Are you talking about the inside of the hilltop or the no, inside of the sanctuary? Inside of the sanctuary. Oh, okay. I should say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. None I of that's mean, been articulated, but it'd be cool. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I'm mean, sure he could do more damage in in the saviors than outside of them. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, he could set the whole thing on fire. Like, he could do, like, a million different things. To He could yeah. murder everyone in their sleep because that's super easy, turns out. Yeah. Uh, he could, like, you know... I, I'm also wondering how much of this zombie tactic would work. Like, could you take a literal pin and dip it in zombie blood and go around to everyone sleeping at night and just, like, prick, 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 prick? Or does it take more zombie viral load than that? I don't think we're going to get those answers. No? Because no. that's... that's, that's you could, With a Dixie it. cup of zombie blood mm-hmm. and a sewing needle, you could really fuck up an entire compound. And what would you do? Yeah. And, and it's, do? it's apparent that some people only get sick from it, um, and some people actually die from it. Hmm. And turn into why do you say that? Only get sick from it. Uh, That's what they say in the episode. They say something along the lines of like a lot of people got sick, some of them turned. Mm. I thought they're like everyone that's sick would eventually turn. They just haven't progressed to that. Like because the guy in the beds like shitting bricks, and so is Tara. Sure, but we're not there yet. We should. I should. I probably. I probably pulled the ripcord on that plot line a little too soon. But but I mean, what about Gabriel? Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel is an example of someone who. Got Gabriel the shit got all over him got in all his mouth. Over him. Yeah. Uh, Took a bath in zombie blood, which yeah. happens on the reg on this show. And he has apparently survived it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think everyone turns. I think it's like a flu. Like God it will kill it. some people, but not everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of leaving that ambiguous, I think, which yeah. is probably a mistake, but, you know, it won't be the first nor last the show makes. Uh, <laughs> no, not even close. So as Negan's, like, descending upon the hilltop like a butcher ready to carve up a roast, uh, Daryl rides up, firing from the hip on his motorcycle, which is the cue for the hilltop people to spring the trap on his saviors, and they just pop up with all kinds of automatic weapons and start hosing the guys down, and dozens of them fall. Simon decides to rally with a volley of arrows, which does seem to take out a good dozen hilltop people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the walking impersonator begs Maggie Maggie to help him defend the hilltop, and he gets drug away. I should have said that there was this. Yeah, I, I forgot that uh, to mention that he's the one that was on the microphone telling Simon, "Hey, stand down." And Simon's like, "I don't give a rat's ass about you." So, mm-hmm. uh, just just like this is just a mess. It, it's pitch black. It's extremely yeah. muddy and dark, and it's very hard to see what's going on. Very. There's, there's tons of fake gunfire. The editing is bad. Very quick, choppy shots. Uh, Car- uh, Carhartt, a.k.a. Rugged Outdoor Wearsman, a.k.a. Tobin, goes down with a stab to his belly. Uh, Carol saves him from the, ki- the kill shot. Simon tries to get the drop on Tara. Uh, and I can't tell you what happens next. Okay, thank you. I rewound this three fucking times right? trying to see who shot Tara. Here's the thing. <laughs> It's Dwight, but the person, the stunt man they have holding the bow looks nothing like Dwight. Is it supposed to be Dwight? It's supposed to be Dwight because if you look at the angle, like, well, there again, if they have continuity, he's supposed between their to be cuts, behind but, Simon, yeah, and, and he's behind the same car, and he's got a bow throughout the episode, and the guy shoots her with the bow, and yeah. So I mean, it's it seems to be obvious to me that he shot her with a bow that did not have. It's arrows dipped into. I was about the to ask guts. you that because yeah. that's that's the only way. Because she's not showing any symptoms at all. No, she thinks she's dying because she just hasn't turned yet. But I think right. Dwight missed out on all that. You know. Uh, plus, he's he. I do think he's legitimately working for the Hilltop. So why why would he save Tara by shooting her in the shoulder? So she doesn't. He doesn't get hatcheted by Simon's dirty hatchet, his dirty axe. <laughs> it it is super weird though that then Tara decides that she's still on his side because he's just attacked with Simon, shot her in the fucking back. Right. But I don't, she doesn't know it's Dwight because obviously it's a stunt man, not Dwight. And yet (laughs) Daryl's the one that did see that it was Dwight. 
but he's he's telling her, yeah. look, Dwight was the one who shot right. you. I saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah. Well, and, and Tara's still like, no, he tried to help me back. He saved my life back in the swamp. I think she's taken... I think in a better show, this would be an interesting scene because she's trying to take responsibility for her shitty attitude turning him against them. Like, sure. like, like her... Presi- I, I'm, the, the way they could have made this point brilliantly is like, what if Glenn had been super shitty about the fact that I just killed his father-in-law on this raid in the prison instead of opening me, you know, welcoming me with open arms. Like, I could have turned out a lot differently, and I was essentially the evil Glenn in that situation. Mm-hmm. But they don't try to make that point. Just like no. they, no one called Tara on her turncoat bullshit three episodes ago when it would have actually mattered. Mm-hmm. Is this shit all shot and writ out of sequence? Because... Like, yeah, this was shot before season three. I, I mean, I would believe it because, like, that's a really excellent point that should have come up, like, two episodes ago. Yeah. And they don't get credit for remembering it three episodes too late. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, Michonne finds Daryl and says, Maggie's about to get the signal. It's time to go. The signal being to just throw a bunch of hand grenades into the foreground, shoot out all the lights of the hilltop, and plunge it into darkness. Mm-hmm. A quiet hush falls over the hilltop, and there's still just an unfathomable number of saviors, like 60 or 70 of them, and they bunch into a tight ball in the middle of the hilltop <laughs> courtyard, and Simon's licking his lips like, oh, I bet they cut and run just like Alexandria, and then Maggie flips on the lights, cuts their squad to ribbons, like dozens more die. Doesn't really put a dent in their numbers, but dozens more saviors die. How many saviors they have? Who knows? Uh, Rick joins the fray at this point, leading a team to outflank the retreating Simon, uh, and bodies continue to stack up. Rick hatchets a path through to saviors before fighting Sadiq, ministering to Tobin, almost axes him in a face too before he realizes who it is. Then he axes him anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's actually <laughs> he, he a joke. not, yeah. Uh, he axes a stuntman that played Sadiq in the scene before, so it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan is continuing to be haunted by the ghost of dumbass Gavin, who oh now insists that he knows what it is. Does anybody think that the third freak out of Morgan is more engaging than the first or second times? I don't know. This is going to be the one that drives him to the sister show. So by, you know, it's got to be the, the results more interesting. So the process must be, too. And we've hmm. never seen inside his madness. You never actually seen him talk to audible manifestations of the people he's killed. Like that's like cutting edge shit, man. Are we sure that the goat existed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Tabitha needs to come back and start uh-huh. talking to him. Uh, so anyway, Simon manages to escape despite Maggie and Rick's best efforts, and they kvetch on the sidelines, saying like, "Oh man, if we could have just killed Negan." And Rick's like, "Tell me about a girlfriend." Uh, Tara has now got religion about Dwight, as we discussed, uh, belatedly remembering the time that she hitched her wagon to the wrong horse in the form of the governor. Uh, Daryl's acting all brand new, like he voluntarily parted ways with his brother. When I saw season one, Daryl, and you swore vengeance upon Rick and all of his crew for leaving your dumbass brother in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and you just couldn't find him, or you probably would be with him in the Saviors, so what the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, he rhetorically asks Tara if she's forgiven uh, Dwight for killing Denise, and she says he has because he saved her, and Daryl says, well, I saw you just get shot by him, so this is a dumb conversation and nothing's getting settled. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, they're... I don't understand Tara's change of heart because it just... All of this reflecting was done off camera, so it just literally looks like she's done a 180 because Dwight... Saved her in the swamp. Saved her. But arguably, he had no choice because she had a gun on him, and he was just... Like, if he's a duplicious 
turncoat, he just was another duplicitous turncoat. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why, from a person so set against him, uh, she thinks that, I don't know, maybe. I guess like, he could have said, yeah, and they're all back in the woods behind me. They've been holding me captured this whole time. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being too hard on The Walking Dead. <laughs> too hard on Tara. Maybe I'm being too hard on Tara's character here. Yeah. All right, I'm glad we did this 360 degree review. I think we got to the bottom of it. Uh, Michonne saved Rick a turnip. Not even a whole turnip, y'all. She comes in as as, as Rick is tearing the the boards off a window uh-huh. and says, "I saved you a half turnip." <laughs> half a turnip. Yeah, it's a turnip. She goes, "I saved you a turnip," and she's holding her hand a turnip sliced in half. Which oh my god, it's just just hilariously funny way of showing how much how bad things are at the hilltop. Yeah. If, if you're getting a one quarter ration, ration of yeah. turnips, <laughs> you're fucking screwed, man. Uh, Rick is throwing himself into pulling the planks off the windows because Maggie shut off the generators to conserve fuel, and they'll need the air the windows open to keep the kids cool, which I'm like, what the hell? And then we later find out that everyone's going to have a massive slumber party in the big house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rick apologizes kind of to Michonne for taking the shot, the unauthorized shot on Negan. He says, I just saw him in the convoy and I had to, which, yeah, yeah, I guess he did. Didn't do any harm to the plan. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you'd have radioed before you did all this stuff. If the extra hour or two of planning would have would have would have helped things even more, but probably not. And I think in a better show, um, this idea of Michonne and Maggie having very different feelings on that fact, yeah, uh, probably could go somewhere interesting. Right. But I don't know that it's going to here. Right. Uh, Maggie takes the walking impersonator outside the gates and order him to bury his people. He rejects them as not being his, but appreciates the fact that he sees them or she sees them as people. Shitty bow girl version 2.0 then blows all kinds of sunshine all the way at Maggie's ass about her leadership. I I honestly thought on, I guess, second viewing since we did a live watch that shitty bow girl had shot Tara in the back. Like she was aiming for Negan and had accidentally missed. That's why I rewound and watched that like six times because I'm like, yeah, who the fuck? Like when I did, I was like, (laughs) well, they want me to know it's it's Dwight, but like at least throw a redheaded wig on the dude. He's got like a uh, a Burnett crew cut or something like it's again. Wow. It's a very poorly filmed scene and super dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty confident that and is not actually it, it's Dwight. It's terribly edited, too. Because when you yes. look at it, like the shot before they show Dwight take his shot oh, yeah. is just some rando getting killed. Like you see Tara. Right. In between Tara getting showing Tara and her getting shot, there's a rando of some somebody getting killed. I don't even know who it is. And I'm pretty sure they crossed the line a couple times. Like one of the, if you're shooting confusing fast cut action, you have yeah. to consistent, you have to have a consistent frame of reference for what is left and what is right and how things are entering and exit scenes because it's very confusing and visually things can get confusing and they just like, fuck that. We're just going to flip things around and go 180 and 360 and yeah. who, and it's all dark as hell too. So who cares? Uh-huh. Uh, Maggie in response to the accolades talks a mess about her only regret with all this death is that Negan wasn't part of the body count. Yep. Uh, Carol then apologizes. I sort of like this setup too. I sort of like Maggie. Everyone thinking how good of a leader Maggie is when she's really just trying to get revenge. Yes. And and she happens to be doing things that are working for everyone yes. else as well. But that could all, at the drop of a hat, just go away. And it it is still, as we continue, it always amuses me to see them put all this time and effort into building this bridge for Maggie's character to go over as the bridge oh, no. is yeah. collapsing behind it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, 
Uh, yeah. Way to go. Oh, it's going to be so interesting if she doesn't come back. <sighs> Why would she? I mean, unless they just yeah. back up a dump truck of cash and dump it on which they might. Maybe they're, like, they're scared and they're ready to spend some money on the show. I don't know. But you got to... You gotta have something. You gotta have some kind of tent pole to prop this circus around, man. Mm-hmm. And she would be a decent one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this next scene with Carl, uh, Carol, and Tobin in sick bay has some of the worst writing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Tobin says, "Hey, you know, it's okay. It's uh, I understand why you ran off, but explain it to me anyway." And she says, well, I was scared because the feelings between – because Tobin asked him, was any of this stuff between them true? Because last time they were speaking, Carol was the mousy housewife uh, on mm, the streets. Right. No, she's the mousy housewife cooking cookie sheets, but she was the maniacal killing freak in the streets. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was, that was probably – if I could have workshop that a couple of minutes, it might have been funny. Uh, she says that, hey, I was scared – that the feelings between us were real, and I just couldn't handle caring about people again, which, again, something we've known for two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. Super cool that her and Tobin are able to catch up after after three years. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm just going to quote the dialogue word for word for the rest of it. Oh, Jesus. Tobin says, are you going to leave again? Carol, I don't know. I think some people are lucky to just live. Some are lucky to just fight. Tobin, even after it ends? Carol, I don't think it will end. Tobin, but the end of the fight, that's, that's what we're fighting, what we're fighting for. for. Yeah. Carol, winning just means we get tomorrow. Maybe one more night. Maybe one more morning. After that, no guarantees. And after <laughs> these last sentence or two, we get a montage of people from the hilltop. We don't know, grieving and dealing with their shit as Henry steals a rifle from the mansion. Mm-hmm. This eight-year-old kid who everyone's worried about doing something stupid is just left to waltz around and grab an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. And yay, we get another psycho kid because, you know, we killed off the last half dozen of those as they got interesting. Why not a, Why not another? Uh, Sadiq finds Rick brooding and tries to tend to his wounds. He also offers wisdom from a prayer for the dead that he has memorized. Uh, Rick tells him to save it when it looks like he's trying to turn it into a sermon on not losing your way. And I'm like, thanks, Rick, because honestly, we've we've got three-dimensional morgalizing in this episode going on already. Mm-hmm. We don't need any more. Uh, so, I need to set up some stuff so the following will make a lick of sense. We have everyone in the hilltop sleeping in the big house. Like, just ass to nose, just tightly bunched up, uh, all floors. There's no one standing guard. Zero guards. No one. No. Even, even though there's just been a deadly attack by right. the saviors, they know they're within shitting distance. Yep. No guards. And and you've got wounded people, uh-huh. which maybe they're in stable condition, but they're still wounded people in the zombie apocalypse where someone can die and come back into a killing machine. <clears throat> prison. Like prison. <clears throat> right. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, right. Maggie, you were there. You saw this shit. Yeah, you're dead. What is wrong with you? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, there's, so there's no attempt to separate the wounded and potentially ill from the rest of the group. There is actually. There is, like, a medical facility that the worst of them are in. But the, still, they made the point that there's wounded people mixed in with them, too. Uh also, everyone in this house is under heavy sedation. I can only assume Sadiq <laughs> thought it was medically prudent to induce a medical coma in everyone yeah. just to make sure nothing bad could happen as a precaution. Those aspirin comas are deep. Yeah, so so just keep all this in mind when I describe what happens next. 
Tobin dies in the night. Yeah. Gets up an hour later and rips out a man's throat in complete silence. Yeah. The man does not yell. The man does not scream. The man does not object at all, really. He's, he's <laughs> really, ready yeah. for this to be over. <laughs> uh, the grumpy not-doctor lady from before notices the trailer Tobin is uh, was in was open, and it's covered with blood. Just blood everywhere. And Tobin comes up from behind her mm-hmm. and rips out her throat silently. <laughs> Uh, now, at this point, there's like four or five zombies who are left to wander into the mansion, which whose main door is open, which I guess is ventilation. Was that the point of Rick pulling off the slats from the windows? Like, we have to leave the front door I, wide fucking open? But all the windows are closed. Yeah. Every single fucking window in this house too. is shut, a, and the front door is wide I was open. About to go, I was about to go into that. What like, the fuck? Come on. Uh, at the same time, one of the wounded on the second floor of the mansion succumbs and rises as a walker. <laughs> he stumbles through the grand staircase in the middle of the mansion and falls fucking tumbles. down it. Oh, man. Just a full-on header. Rumble, 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 tumble, 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 groan, 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 <laughs> zombie, groan. No one stirs. Like, uh-huh. like, there's literally people sleeping in sleeping bags. He falls on top of them. No one wakes up. We cut to a commercial because even the Walking Dead people are self-conscious of the fact that none of this fucking shit makes sense. And maybe mm-hmm. if we hit you with a, a BK or a Taco Bell fucking nacho fry commercial, you'll be distracted and you won't remember. Uh-huh. Um, they come back to something even worse. Henry, at 4 o'clock in the morning, decides now's the time he's going to take his gun out to the pen and accost all the surve- survivors. Keep in mind... The only thing holding these guys in is, like, it's not even chicken wire. I'm not sure what you'd call, like, this livestock fabric that's, like, got four-inch by four-inch holes Mm -hmm. between the wire. Uh, He's got a gun on them. He can shoot everyone. He could just murder everyone in his pen. There's not a thing he can do about it. Mm -hmm. But he rolls up. And he uh, Gregory tries to do this two-bit Pennywise imitation on him. Henry ain't buying it. The walking impersonator tries to talk him out of the strategy of killing everyone connected to the death of his brother. Henry's still not having it. Then we hear the first scream from the mansion. And the mansion's pandemonium. I mean, the, we, we, we arrive full tilt and the walkers just tearing into men, women, and children who mm-hmm. are quite literally helpless Unless a main cast member comes flying in with an edged <laughs> weapon to save them. Yeah. Like, if Dar- if your name's not Daryl, Rick, or Rosita, you are just going to flail about as zombies rip into you and uh, do nothing. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Sadiq amputates a man's arm uh, as he hel- holds him down, and Rick fins off zombies, and he says, Take that shitty zombie, not doctor lady. I fucking can do it. <laughs> Outside, Henry decides he's not fucking around anymore, and he opens the door to the to the cage. Yeah, why does he do this, Jim? Uh, well, he had he just had the key in his pocket. He he's got to use it. Yeah, Ezekiel says, "I have a job that's very important for you, young Henry. It's to guard the key that guards your tormentors." Like I can almost see Ezekiel doing that. Yeah, like Henry doesn't feel important. He's got to have a job. I know he can hold the key to the prison. Yeah, because how t- will teach him some things about trust and loyalty? Yeah, how will he ever get a gun? And how will he ever wander <laughs> past the heavily armed, you know, guards that are guarding these thirty-eight dangerous men? There's no way. No way could this could happen. Uh, he hilariously demands to know who killed his brother, and he's doing it in, like, the butchest way possible. He's literally this eight-year-old kid saying, Be a man! Step forward, or I'll kill your bros, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill your bros. I'm gonna push your bros shit in, man. I'm eight years old. How's that feel? Balls not even dropped. I'm gonna fuck ya, bro. That's what he's doing this whole time. At this point, 
one of the saviors randomly has died and risen mm-hmm. as a zombie and bites another motherfucker mm-hmm. that we don't know or care about. Who screams, by Who the way. Who screams yeah. bloody fucking murder. Yeah. Uh, and Henry is bum-rushed by Rat-Faced Jesus. This is the worst part of all of it. We have to deal with Rat-Faced Jesus on the loose again. I don't ever want to see his face again. Yeah, he pushes Henry to the ground, takes his gun, and says, On me, guys. I'm going to lead the charge of the Dark Brigade the fuck out of here. And Gregory decides to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, why doesn't... I would have. This would have been worth it if Rat-Faced Jesus had just shot Henry point blank in cold blood. Yeah. And I think that's what Rat-Faced Jesus would actually have done. He would, yeah. But I mean, they it, it don't, eliminates a potential problem for him. But they don't because... That's a fine question. They've killed children in cold blood before. I right. Don't, I don't know why the show right. doesn't do that. Why? Like, I mean, I I guess it's because they need Henry to be what Carl two point maybe. I hope not, but yes. So, yeah, and he's starting off as a good Carl two because he's up in the middle of the night, nobody watching him, nobody caring <laughs> right. where a child's at in a zombie apocalypse. Who gives a shit? Uh, uh, Rick, Morgan, and Daryl mop up the, the the mansion zombies while they wonder what the hell just happened. Carol has to put down Tobin herself, uh, leaves one last sick man left. Rick realizes what Negan has done after, remember, Negan's gory, blood-soaked bat. The sick man realizes why he's been running a super high fever and asks for someone to take him out. And I guess they do, because that that scene doesn't really go anywhere. I think it's just... I don't even know why it's there, because I thought... Why? why? It's for Tara's benefit. But Tara wasn't in the room. Tara's in the room with Maggie, and they later come and recall all this. Well, via via the audience. Uh, We we have to know the stakes here. Because we didn't. Because we didn't already when Daryl said, oh, shit, they're all turning. They got sick. Right. Uh, Yeah. So Rick and Daryl report to Maggie saying as much. Uh, Tara, who also got shot and thinks she's going to die at this point, seems to take it in stride. Uh, Daryl apologizes for not killing Dwight when he could, and Daryl continues her character swing back into deep morgalizing. Mm-hmm. Oh, outside, Sadiq is fighting for his life with a walker. Uh, the walking impersonator comes flying up with a shovel to save him. God damn, I wish I could do a Christopher Walken impersonation because mm-hmm. this would be like ten percent more funny. Yeah, funnier, more maybe, funny. Maybe Fifteen even. See, if I was writing Walking Dead dialogue, I'd just leave the more funny in. You know, who gives a shit? <laughs> Uh, so Maggie comes up all like, wee-woo, you're all under arrest. And Walken says, nah, look at all those good guys. We're trying to protect your gates while the rat-faced Jesuses and Gregories of the world are cutting and running. Yep. He points out quite reasonably that Simon declared they're all worthless anyway. So they decided to take a chance at a team that, you know, takes prisoners and feeds them out of their own want and have generally avoids committing atrocities on anyone but the audience. Yeah, good good decision, I think. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Walken impersonator. You're... And just saw them successfully fend off the Saviors. Yeah, so... yeah, looks like they're back in the winning team at this yeah. point. Uh, Carol searches everywhere for Henry the next day. Uh, Gavin haunts Morgan one last time, insisting, you know what it is. <laughs> uh, as the Hilt- Really insisting. And here is the, the single effective scene in the whole show. It, the it, credits? It's, no. The, the end credits? There's a scene, like, earlier... Um, Maggie and Rick are considering, like, when they're talking about wishing they got me- Negan, they're considering the graveyard, and it has, like, 11, 12 markers, and mm-hmm. now uh, Maggie's just looking out, and she's muttering about the costs, and it cuts to a wide angle of the same graveyard, and now it's got twice as many graves. Yeah. That's actually a pretty nice piece of storytelling. Yeah. How uh, much is she willing to, I guess, 
sacrifice right. uh, to get revenge for Glenn. Right. Cause it's, but, but unfortunately, it's not even a shit sandwich. It's not even two slices of decent scenes with a nice layer of shit in between. It's an open-faced shit sandwich. It's mm-hmm. like uh, a shit Manhattan that they <laughs> have taken a single slice of quality bread, put dog shit, and then labeled piss and puke on it. And here you can eat it. Boy. One of the top five ep- worst episodes of all time. I'm try- Man, there's so many bad ones, though. Yeah, but I, like, I don't know that I'm comfortable making that declaration. I've never without... seen three separate action pieces set upon such shaky premises, like just insulting, yeah. insulting, and stupid premises. Yeah, that's what are, that's that's where I'm calling it as as top five. But I, I could be wrong. There's certainly certainly scholarship that needs to be done finding how low <laughs> the show actually goes. But that's the episode. Uh-huh. That's the episode. All momentum. Like if you cared about what happened to Negan, all that momentum's gone because him and Jadis are out having their Thelma and Louise deal. Uh, you know, when's the last time we got a good check in with Ezekiel? When's the last time, like, like, you know, I don't know. It just feels like they really cannot juggle more than one plot line at a time. They have to complete a stop plot line, then rewind the film and then do the other plot line they want to do. Yeah, and it's it's all compounded by the fact that we've seen this time and time again. Yes. Like, this is nothing new for The yes, Walking Dead. except for now. In its themes, in its settings, nothing is new here. The, the action continues to get sloppier. Yep. The premises continue to get dumber. And the underlying pinning stuff is all the fucking same. It's just really bad. Mm-hmm. Really bad. But... I did laugh a lot because it, it is like I don't know if that's learning to enjoy the train wreck as the gentleman last week encouraged me to do, but it is it is absurd. It is that, yeah. yeah. It's too bad because like especially the live watch, I honestly could because we got bright light shining us in the face to to make us look good, you know, <laughs> good visible. So, so, you can, visible. so we you yeah. can actually see our faces and uh-huh. see it's like you know we we take we take time to 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 try to appropriately light a scene. If I were to shoot you in the back with a crossbow, everyone would know who did it. Right. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. If I was if I was the walking dead, we would turn all the lights off the room and have bright lights behind us so we just show up as like fucking, you know, <laughs> deep like the whistleblowers on some kind of investigative journalist interview type thing. But yeah, it makes it really hard to fucking see what is going on in this mm-hmm. dark, dark, saturated scene of muckiness and questionable body doubles and stuntmen. Like, yeah. yeah. But that's the episode. That's the episode. Hey, everybody. I'd like to remind you about the club and how you can support Bald Move by going to the club. Bald- I'm sorry. Not the club. No, Just go don't, to don't go there. HTTPS colon slash slash club.baldmove.com to be mm-hmm. precise and you'll be taken to a gateway of awesome uh, extra bonus content such as we do a live watch of The Walking Dead you think Walking Dead is a ridiculous show you can watch us react to the ridiculousness in real time Yep. Uh, every week at 9pm Eastern Standard Time on Bald Move if you're a club member if you're a club.baldmove.com member we also do a lot of one off stuff like quips and video game playthroughs and variety shows like Lunch with Jim and Aaron we also have ad free feeds so you don't have to listen to me hawk all this crap every every you know talk about protein bars and mattresses and and uh, clubs razors and, and, and razors and, un- and underwear we still haven't gotten underwear not yet the chaps my ass because my <laughs> ass is not chapped because I'm wearing a very comfortable online underwear brand that I love the market I'm a genuine I'm wearing one right, I'm wearing them right now but I'm not gonna I'm not going to unless the me on these people but just, just dump a truckload of cash on me damn it I fucking gave him a free plug if you don't want to hear these free plugs people have no idea how to run a business running a business 
Uh, go to club.baldmove.com and just block it all out, club.baldmove.com. All right. Well, we have one piece of feedback, as is our uh, motto now, single, single feedback. Uh, I picked a pretty long one, though, so we might have, I don't know, five minutes of discussion here. All right. Let's do it. If not more. Let's uh, do it. This week I picked Kevin M., who has a few things that he wanted to say here. First of all, and I think this is telling... Uh, he says his wife has the absolute worst taste in television. Bless her heart. <laughs> she watches garbage like Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars. She's been on board with The Walking Dead with little to no objection since the beginning. Last night, she turned to me and said, why do we watch this show? This is terrible. <laughs> uh, and his question from that is, is The Walking Dead finally losing that last batch of low expectation viewers? I don't know. I think some I... people are lucky to just live. Some people are lucky to just fight. Yeah. What, what are we watching for? We're watching for the end. I don't think it ever will end. <laughs> uh, I don't think they've lost the lowest expectation viewers yet. Well, I, you know what's I, Because crazy? they still have 6 million people watching this show. What's crazy is like the highest upvoted votes on the subreddit, the main Walking Dead subreddit thread, which is how I kind of gauge how the community's doing, is all like people just fucking climbing to the top turnbuckle and elbowing yeah. the corpse of the walking dead but the second highest uprooted thread is people saying like i don't know what all you haters are talking about this is a clear arc of improvement from the lows of late last season early this season we finally get like it, it's, it's clear to me that if you genuinely like the show you just really like zombies tearing into people mm-hmm. like if, if 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 all you need all that needs to be done to get these people back is just to have zo- a, a good old-fashioned zombie chow down and you're 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 good to go. But even in zombie chowdowns, I like some semblance of sense in it. Yeah. Like I want to be able to understand how the zombies got to where they are. Right. Uh, what circumstances led up to it, and and feel I, like, like the people were cl- like these battle hardened survivors of this world, like they did their best to avoid it. That but had it still been through this situation them. at least two other times yeah. before. Would remember the person mm. managing this facility has personally been like what third in command during the previous administration's yeah. failures in the prison mm-hmm. like what the actual fuck yeah so i i think we have a ways to go before they scare off their lowest expectation viewers um the question and, and a is, lot of people even in the feedback for our show which is a show that shits all over yeah this tv show yeah um gleefully e- even those people are still saying uh, I'm still watching. I'm probably in till the end. Like yeah. they'll they'll keep watching forever, not because they enjoy the show or think it's good, but because that's just what their habit. You know, I mean, like th- that's their Sunday night ritual right. or their Monday night ritual or whatever, and that's I mean, fine. I'm glad I set the clear expectation that like right around season four or five, I'm like I'm just watching to see what happens with Rick and Carl. Mm-hmm. I'm free. Like I you can, are, yeah. I can leave this show with a clean conscience now. If if our schedules ever like you know, or we just get sick of it, which I kind you know, like if mm, if uh, yeah, I'm just saying like like the show has set me free because I had that I, I said that like from like from very early on. I really care about the father son relationship, and I kind of I think it's cool that there's this Prince Valiant arc where you're going to appreciate after you see the entire saga, after you read the entire that this has been Carl's story all along. Yeah. And then they just decided to shit on that one concept that I found interesting and appealing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been set free. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, he also has another thing to talk about here. He says, roughly, how much more material is there in the comics? Are they running out of stories? It really feels like the pace has come to a screeching halt. It took oh, us yeah. almost two hours to get through this episode because we had to do so much Googling. 
which one of you killed my brother? Shit, kid, I don't know either. When Daryl <laughs> said he killed your girl, we couldn't remember who Tara's daughter was. The whole girlfriend arrow through the eye thing was a complete surprise again because it happened two fucking years ago. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, the the pacing in the show is not great. And I there are a lot more stories in the comics from what I gather. I mean, I don't think we're even at 100 yet, episode 100, and I think they're at, of like... The, of the comic, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, latest issue to Walking Dead, I think is, like, 180-something. Okay. So, like, it is getting... That's the other thing, the bizarre thing I noticed right around the Terminus plot line is like, why? Like, they, they seem to be afraid to catch up to the show, but the, the or the comics, but the comics is actually pulling ahead. Yeah. It's like the Big Bang Theory. It's fucking redshifted. It's it's accelerating away. How the, the universe is expanding. You could literally never catch up uh-huh. at this point. <laughs> but you're still, like, just, just spooning this stuff out at, a, at, at, just, at just a crazy rate. Uh, I thought it was funny. He he talks about uh, Rick's propensity to throw rifles. He says, how many <laughs> rifles have we seen him throw this season? His ammo appears to be, right. A, fire indiscriminately without regard to conserving ammo. B, look angrily at the rifle. C, throw it aside. D, pull the python. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's done that twice now. I feel like they might not have such a problem with, with needing guns if it weren't for Rick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's gone from a gun farmer to just a, a pro, pro, prolificate Maybe gun waster. He knows he can just grow them back. Yeah, yeah. I've got an unlimited he's supply. Like, he's, he's not throwing away guns. He's like Johnny fucking Appleseed. He's planting them. <laughs> he's planting like, them. I'm going to come back 50 years later. It's going to be a whole stand of AK-47s. You just watch. <laughs> he's got... Yeah, he's Johnny. Yep. He's Johnny. He's Johnny Nine Millimeter. Johnny just run around, <laughs> run around, planting revolvers and AKs and fucking oh, AR-15s man. and everything else. Just one day, there'll be groves of them sprouting. Uh, yeah, and then he made the same point about uh, Dwight could have killed Simon at any point. Um, and there's no downside. He says it eliminates the problem for him, endears him to the hilltop, and he can tell Negan that he put down a usurper if things don't go well for him at the hilltop. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, it would be interesting if Dwight did, like, kill Simon knowing that Simon has already fucked up things beyond all recognition because it would be the thing that would really... Because Negan's kind of maybe skeptical of Dwight, mm-hmm. even though he does that thing where he shows the real skeptical Negan face and then he just cracks into broad grins like, oh, it's forgiven. You know, he's just got this binary state of mind Yeah. Uh, between being on a shit list and being on the best ever list. Um that would be that would you know, on a better show. That's what what would happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like Dwight would slit his throat, and then he would go back because because like they're making Dwight up like to be a fucking war hero. Like he is so selfless b- above and beyond anything. You know, like going back, like when you've got this opportunity to have safety and shelter, and going back into the fray again. But it, it's crazy. But the show's not even smart enough to capitalize on that aspect of what we're seeing. Yeah, because. Yeah. Even though just, a lot of the audience members did. Right. They saw the potential there. Right. I mean it's 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 something like they like just so close to having something interesting and it just it just let it pass them by for in favor of you know fucking secret service agents that don't know the definitions of fairly common words and I I feel like m- maybe the problem with this show is a little too much focus. They're focused on the ideas they came up with in the the very first meeting they had where they plotted out the grand arc of the season, which was yeah. bad. Right. Uh, the, the grand arc turned out to be shit. 
Right. But they're so focused on that goal that when they see those really cool opportunities alongside the road, right. they can't stop to pick them up. Right. Because they would get in the way of their major goal. <laughs> it's just sad because, once again, for people that want to hate, there is, in some universe, a version of the show where Frank Darabont's still at the helm and they're wrapping up a wildly successful, like, like it's going to be a ten, se- 10 seasons and they're going to wrap it up and they're going to be all these deluxe uh, Blu-ray features where all these art- artists are saying, like, man, the, oh, the awesome thing is the comics were just a perfect fucking storyboard. Got to give it up to Charlie Allard and, and uh-huh. you know, like all these twists and we just had to, like, just had to film it and, and, and let it sing and introduce this material and the millions of more fans and everyone's happy and everything's awesome and 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 then you could you could have the executive saying the brilliant thing about this show is it's so fucking cheap to make the settings are just abandoned buildings and there's shit tons of those all over north america Uh we just have to go and kind of make them slightly shittier and then oh also blanks and squibs fucking cheapest special effect you can get so there's lots (laughs) of that we got the best zombie man in the game greg nicotero and he's never gotten fucking pretensions and delusions or grandeur for he's just been sitting there in the workshop steady fucking making zombies for it it's like spoken in the same breath as fucking Game of Thrones and the Americans and all this other shit and we're selling for this shit so yeah yeah because like I said that That's alternate universe could have easily happened were it not for greed and short sightedness and idiocy of the AMC studio executives yeah so, Maybe they'd still be at 17 million viewers a week or higher. Oh, they might even be higher. Yeah. Like, there's conservative estimates that Game of Thrones had 100 million people watching per week last. If you if you add up all the different ways you could watch it, the HBO numbers and the piracy, yeah. Walking Dead could easily be there. But they're not. So, yeah, if you'd like to send us uh, feedback to be considered for Feedback of the Week, do so at watchingdeadatbaldmove.com. Uh, and we will continue manning this uh, increasingly abandoned outpost. Uh, as it descends into to zombie madness and chaos and, and, and grief and morgalizing and despair. Uh, next Sunday, we'll be ready for the live watch at 9 p.m. if you're a club member. Next Tuesday, we'll have the pa- pod, the podcast out, and we'll see you then. I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. Later. Later.